the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two underway. It's the 27th morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord 2019. Thanks to Congressman Jim Jordan for spending a great deal of time with us last half hour talking about this ridiculous impeachment farce. And we will continue that conversation with you uh, at 216-9010945 and 888-281-1110. But I want to share something with you that reverts back to yesterday and um, Wednesday's programs. As for the last two days, if you listen regularly, you already know, uh, we broadcast live from uh, Washington, D.C. And uh, I spoke with a number of um, law enforcement agencies and officers and members of the Trump administration, including... um, uh, the uh, uh, director, the acting director of the USCIS, Customs Immig- Immigration Services. Um, we talked with uh, uh, the president's senior staff advisor and policy director on immigration. Uh, we talked to a lot of people. One of the people I didn't get a chance to talk to was Tom Holman. Tom Holman, <laughs> excuse me, is uh, operating as the president's official border czar. He is also the former acting ICE director. And he is my hero. I didn't get a chance to talk to him because of uh, his schedule got switched around a little bit because he had to testify yesterday on Capitol Hill before the House Judiciary Subcommittee on the situation at the border. All right, so he was testifying about immigration, or excuse me, immigrant detention facilities. Now, this is perfect because that's what we were talking about yesterday anyway. Uh, when I was in D.C. for FAIR, the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Now, I want to say this, by the way. I really love Tom Holman. Not only is my hero because what you're about to hear, but he's such a good, down-to-earth guy. I mean, honestly, I, I interviewed him yesterday, or excuse me, last year at this event, 
And uh, apparently he remembered it, and he remembered me because he saw me. And we tried to get him scheduled, like I said, for this time around. Um, and we had him scheduled for Wednesday, and then he had to be moved uh, for a schedule conflict and to Thursday. <laughs> excuse me, and then we couldn't get him Thursday because of this testimony. But he did see me in the halls, and he stopped, and he apologized to me and said, I'll come on your show anytime you want. Um, but he just obviously couldn't make it work this time. So just a great guy, first of all. But that's not why he's my hero. He's my hero because, unlike very few, honestly, in Washington, he takes no crap from anybody, including hypocritical, condescending demon rats on judicial on uh, excuse me on uh, House committees. Now I want you to listen to this as he testified yesterday about the immigrant detention facilities. As he talks to the chair of this subcommittee, uh, Pramila Jayapal from Washington, she refused to let him answer. She refused to let him respond to her ridiculous allegations against the Trump administration for skirting congressional authority and financing um, agency operations with millions of dollars that were initially slated for other functions. She wouldn't let him answer, so one of the Republican members of the committee did let him answer. And that led to this exchange with the chair of the committee. You're going to love this. Is there anything you'd like to respond to what you've heard today? Yeah, I'd like to respond to Acting Chairman Jay Paul and your comment about the Trump administration moving money around for more detention beds. I'd like to remind you under the Obama administration, we did that most of the years he was president. We moved money around DHS. It's called reprogramming. We did that under the Obama administration. I, didn't, I don't remember any hearings on that. And also I'd like to remind you, that, that under the Obama administration, I mean, you're quick to point out that the cages were built under the Obama administration. I was there. Family detention, we had 100 family beds under the Obama administration. We built 3,000 more. So when there was a surge in FY14 and FY15 on the border, Congress was quick to give all the money we needed to build detention facilities, get transportation contracts. We reprogrammed money out of the majority of the years he was president. That was fine. Under Obama administration, FY12, we removed 409,000 people, half of what was removed last year. There was no hearings on that. So, I, I, you know, this is about transparency. Let's be, let's be factual about it. The time of the gentleman has expired. Since you did address some comments at me, I'll just say that I didn't like it under the Obama administration either. In fact, well, be honest with the American people. You, you can't point out faults in the Trump administration when it happened Mr. under Obama administration. That's dishonesty. It's pathetic and it's sad. Mr. Holman. I control the time, and I am the chairwoman of the committee. You might control the time, sweetheart, but you do not control Tom Homan. <laughs> Don't even think about it. That is pathetic, and that's sad, he said, that you did not point out these things when Obama was president. You didn't hold any hearings. You didn't call uh, for any uh, investigations when these exact same things you're calling for investigations and condemning now of Donald Trump when they were being done before you did nothing. So if you're interested in transparency, let's be honest, Tom Homan said. Uh, it, it continues. Thank you for respecting that. Um, I didn't like it under the Obama administration, and I'll remind you, Mr. Homan, that you also testified before Congress in support of the Obama's priorities enforcement program before the Senate Judiciary Committee on May 19, 2016, which had a very different approach. Well, can, that, I respond, can I respond that, to that? that? Can I respond I re to that? No. Of course not. not. With I want to give you some time, but I, I do want to ask one uh, uh, quick question, and I, and I want to make one quick statement. I, I find it very offensive that anybody would compare 
uh, any federal employee, frankly, to uh, someone who uh, the Gestapo or uh, running Nazi concentration camps. That is very offensive. I have 15 seconds, and I yield it to you. Thank you for saying that. I wish somebody in Democrat leadership would say that out loud. Look, you want to know why there's 50,000 people in detention? You want to know why we have a million, one million illegal entries in the United States? You want to know why we have these issues? Because you have failed to secure the border. You have failed to work with this president to close the three loopholes we've asked for two years to close. So if you want to know why this issue expired. exists, you need to look in the mirror. You, need, you have failed expired. American people who are not Holman. securing the border and closing loopholes. Mr. Holman, look, please respect the chair and the authority you know, of the chair. The time have, of the gentleman has expired. I've asked you politely to let me go beyond my, my time, and you let other people go beyond their time, but not, not to Tom Homan. He don't get me go have, beyond his time. Mr. Homan, we have this, this approved is a, this is, this is an agreement between the Republicans and the Democrats with the ranking member. We increased the time of one witness, uh, one uh, member of Congress who was interrupted by a protest. That is done with the approval of the ranking member. Please respect the chair's authority. The I respect woman, the chair's the authority, but the chair... Mr. Holman! The, the, you Excuse work for me. me. I'm a taxpayer. <laughs> I'm a taxpayer. You work for me. <laughs> Did I tell you he was my hero? <laughs> you will respect the authority of the chair. I don't respect you or your authority. You member, work for me. The chair's authority. The I respect woman, the chair's authority, the but the chair. Mr. Holman. The, the, you work for me. me. I'm a taxpayer. I'm a taxpayer. You work for me. The witness will suspend. <laughs> It's about time somebody stands up to these 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 legislative thugs, and that's what they are. I don't care if it's Jay Powell, I don't care if it's Nadler, I don't care if it's Pencil Neck, I don't care who it is. They are legislative thugs. They wield their power in those House committees because, of course, we allowed them to have that power in 2018, November of 2018. We allowed them to win the majority, and they wield that power. Uh, like as if as if they were you know a street gang. In all seriousness, uh, they intimidate, they coerce, uh, they silence, they threaten. Uh, you know, witnesses and uh, you know minority members of the Congress. It is absolutely ridiculous. And Tom Homan stood up to her and said, "You're not going to silence me. This is a circus." By the way, I respect the authority of the chair, but not you. You work for me. You work for me. I just could not get enough of that. James is calling us from uh, Lorain County on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, James. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Hey, I uh, saw Tom Holman on TV this morning, and I was glad to see he was in front of another committee because he got to, uh, uh, you know, uh, say what he needed to say this time without being interrupted. And the chairman, you know, didn't run the committee by the rules, and he doesn't play by the rules, and that's okay. I'm glad to see you got to say what he needed to say. Yeah, well, I wish you know, I, I wish he was able to have more time. <clears throat> excuse me, without having to yeah. fight with the uh, chair like that. But I want to commend uh, Representative Buck and Representative. Oh, I can't remember the first one who literally gave up their time to talk so that he would be allowed to respond to some of the allegations and the accusations and some of the condescending things that were said to him by the uh, Democratic members of that committee. Uh, they gave him a chance to respond. Otherwise, we wouldn't have heard a thing. And uh, and I agree. Uh, and, and 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 they I should agree, be saluted Bob. for that. 
they were very condescending. And uh, also, I wanted to make a comment on FAIR, the, yes. the uh, convention you were at. Sure. Uh, I really wanted to thank you for uh, representing Northeast Ohio in, in a clear way and having, you know, common sense to and bringing your education background to to uh, a national audience. Well, that's nice of you to say. There were there were people, as I noted uh, during the uh, broadcast, there, James. And thanks for the call, my friend. I got to run. Uh, there were people representing all fifty states. Like I said, there were seventy uh, over seventy broadcasters there. The largest gathering of talk radio shows in one building on one floor in one confined area. By the way, anywhere ever, I was told. Uh, the closest thing we have that is around 25 or so broadcasting live from the uh, uh, national conventions, Republican and Democratic conventions. They have a lot of people, but over 70, they're all gathered for one reason, and that is to try to save and preserve the sovereignty of this country, which is under attack by mostly the American left. All right, it's 1020. If you're on hold, stay there. I'm coming right back to you on AM 1420, The Answer. Ten twenty-five. As we continue on, I am fourteen twenty. The answer got thirty-five minutes of outstanding, awesome left for you. Mike Gallagher comes your way at eleven uh, eleven o'clock. Uh, reminder: limited tickets available still for holding. Or excuse me, I just went back to yesterday in DC holding the feet to the fire. No, the War for America Soul Tour with Hugh Hewitt, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, Peter Kersenow, and myself. We will all be on stage on uh, Thursday, November 21st, 7 p.m. at the Holiday Inn on Rockside for the War for America Soul Tour. All of the host dinner table uh, tickets sold out very quickly, as I told you they would. There are still limited VIP dinner uh, registration tickets available. Now, what that means is, you know, the the host table tickets um, were the ones where you just get to sit with myself or Hugh or uh, Dr. Gorka or Peter, and those sold out. But there are still tables in the room where you can dine with us um, and have a great meal and uh, also have photo opportunities with the hosts and uh, a chance to chat with us and socialize with us. So you can still get those VIP tickets available, uh, but they are limited. So get to whkradio.com and get those now. Also, even fewer tickets available for general admission to just be a part of the stage presentation without the dinner. So get those tickets now at whkradio.com. Back to the phones we go. Diane in Cleveland is next. Hi, Diane. Go right ahead. Hi. What really disturbs me are the tapes that you had. I believe they were Republican um, government officials, Mitt Romney, I don't know if they're Congress or Senate, uh, their outrage uh, over the phone call. What bothers me is where is their outrage for the fact that a sitting vice president's son was put on the board of a foreign country and paid $50,000 a month for five years. Now, exactly what was that company paying for? It sure looks like political Influence. Influence in the and, in the American Obama government. Yeah, you're 100% right. They're not going to be outraged and, over that, though, Diane, to answer your question, because what the people you're talking about, the likes of Mitt Romney and others, are, and, and I, I know it's an overused phrase to say deep state or swamp, but they are. They're anti-Trump. They do not believe in conservative principles, the rule of law, the Constitution. They would be more comfortable, Mitt Romney, 
would be more comfortable with President Joe Biden than he would with President Donald Trump, because that's who he is. He is a man of no character, no principle, and that's why he's not going to call out Biden or his son or the Obama administration for this. Even though he lost to Obama, I think he respects them more than he respects President Trump. But is this a common practice in Washington? Is this peddling of influence a common practice? That's the question that these people, that Mitt Romney and that group should be asked. Is this common? I don't think there's any question about it. I think, of course, it's common. This is is called pay-to-play. The Ukraine, and in particular, the, the Ukrainian government, by way of this oligarch who paid him this money and hired him for this board, the, this, this is their way of essentially getting inside the Obama administration, getting what they wanted. They knew they could not count on the Obama administration to do anything in their best interest. When Obama allowed Vladimir Putin and Russia, after publicly warning him, and I know you understand this, Diane, I'm talking to everybody now, but... Um, uh, Obama publicly warned Vladimir Putin not to invade Crimea, not to invade the sovereign nation of Ukraine, and not to annex that territory, and that's exactly what he did. And Obama did nothing. Nothing. And if that had happened on Donald Trump's watch, what would the press be saying today? And what would Romney and others be saying about him? They would be saying Donald Trump clearly is the the stooge, the the puppet, the uh, you know the you know uh, the the um, uh, sidekick, if you will, to Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin controls Donald Trump, is what they would say. And this happened under the Obama administration. So, so what is Ukraine to do? We can't get any assistance from the Obama administration. We can't get them to do any business with us. We can't get them to help us and provide us with aid and assistance to stop this. I mean, they did. The Obama administration sent them MREs, meals. That's it. They wouldn't send them the weaponry to fight back against the Russians. They wouldn't help. So it wouldn't surprise me a bit if that's the reason why the Ukrainian government and uh, you know went ahead and said, "Well, let, we got to get some influence here." And now this is why an investigation needs to happen. Did Joe Biden tell them, "Take care of my son, and then we'll talk"? Did Joe Biden tell them? My son got booted from the Navy for drugs. He can't find any decent work around here. You get him, you take good care of him, and then we'll talk. And I'll talk to my boss, President Obama. Why do you think that Barack Obama hasn't even endorsed Joe Biden's candidacy yet? Because he knew when Joe Biden decided to run for president, all of their dirt is going to be uncovered. And this is part of it. This is part of it. Yes, this influence happens all the time. This is pay to play. This is you take care of my son and I'll talk to my boss. That's why when he was bragging at the Council on Foreign Foreign Affairs, he uh, talked about how he got the prosecutor who was investigating Burisma, the company that, quote, took care of his son, fired. Because he said he was going to withhold, by way of his boss, Barack Obama, a billion dollars of aid to Ukraine. Six hours later, he was fired. Yes, this is pay-to-play. Yes, this is common if you have crooks in office. And clearly, for those eight years, we did. Back after this.
All right, 1036 as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks so much for being with us. we got free uh, and open phone lines, free for all Friday for the next 24 minutes until Mike Gallagher at 11 o'clock. So let's get right back to the phones. We're going to talk next to who's been waiting the longest. Oh, Sister Mary Grace has been. She's on AM 1420, The Answer. Go right ahead. Glorious day to be alive. Yes, indeed it is. I'm just praising God. I've worked for him 46 years. So God is good every day. So Yes, he is. Every day and all the time. Always. But I wanted to go with you. How did that thing in Phoenix go? I went to Bible college out there. Marvelous Phoenix. Which, which thing in Phoenix are we talking about? It's the Phoenix Center. You were supposed to meet with uh, Michelle Malkin. And oh, no, 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 no. This, this was in Washington, D.C. at the Phoenix Park Hotel. That's what you mean. Yeah, oh, this was I in see. Washington. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It, yeah. it was at the Phoenix Park Phoenix. Hotel. And, and it, was, it was a phenomenal event. Uh, I, I feel like we, we really covered a lot of very important ground with a lot of very important people I spoke with. And for those who missed it, by the way, I cannot encourage you enough. And, sister, God bless you, and thank you so much for asking about this and for your phone call. Um, I cannot urge you enough to go to the um, uh, to the uh, uh, podcast page of our website, which is whkradio.com, and, and listen to the conversations over the course of the last two days that I did have in D.C. Ken Cuccinelli, who is the acting director of the USN, uh, NCIS, which is the Customs and Immigration Services Agency, um, very, very eye-opening and very enlightening. Also, Theo Wold, who is a senior advisor to the president uh, and his top policy staffer uh, when it comes to the immigration proposal the president is set to release within the next two months. I spoke to him at length yesterday as well about what is in that two-tiered proposal. The first part about border security, the second part about legal immigration services. I can't tell you how important it is to understand and be up on these things. So, whkradio.com. Go to the uh, homepage there, look for podcasts, then you'll see local podcasts, then you'll see the Bob France Authority, and uh, listen to yesterday's broadcast and those interviews. I think you will be very, very enlightened. I know I was when I talked to these folks. Chardon, next. John, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead. Hey, morning, Bob. Your fellow talk show, a comment about Tom Holman. Your fellow talk show host, Mark Levin, has an hour show on Fox News on Sunday nights at 10 a.m., that right. repeats on Saturday nights at 7, called Life, Liberty, and Levin. And right. he had Tom Homan on there a couple weeks ago. And Levin, in addition to being a good talk show host, is an excellent interviewer. And in that excellent, he asked questions of Homan that really brought him, brought him out and made him shine. So, you know, you can pick it up in the arch- archives, but... Uh, but uh, it really shows you who uh, and what Tom Homan is. Yeah, well, you know, you're right. Uh, Tom Homan is a, is a great American patriot, and uh, and I like Mark Levin. But I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll I'll go one better. Uh, I'm going to have Tom Homan on my program uh, myself. Uh, I like to do my own interviews uh, as much as I love listening to Mark Levin do his. And 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 you're right. Every time you hear from Tom Homan, if it's in an interview setting. Or if it's in the congressional testimony setting, like I just played for you, every time you hear from Tom Homan, I think anyway, he becomes that much more likable and that much more uh, of a hero, quite frankly. There are few people who are willing to put themselves out there and go out on a limb as much as, as Tom Homan does. Um, he's, he's just got guts. 
He's got guts, and uh, and he's willing to tell people, you know, what's really going on. And I will uh, always be, always have great respect for him uh, for that. So uh, I'll try to get him on. Like I said, I I didn't get him on yesterday or Wednesday in D.C. As he apologized to me because of his schedule, he had to uh, actually cancel a scheduled appearance on Wednesday uh, because he had testimony to give, which he did, of course, yesterday as well. So uh, he said he'll come on any time, and we will indeed have him on to talk about some of these issues and to talk moreover just about him and how and, and why and where he draws the courage to do what he does and say what he says and is is willing to confront these people again. If you missed the Tom Homan, uh, a clip from his, his battle yesterday with, um, Representative Jay Powell from Washington, uh, the chair of this, uh, subcommittee and the Judiciary Committee, they were discussing immigrant detention facilities. If you missed that from last hour, uh, you want to hear it. Go find it on the podcast page. Just listen to the last hour on our podcast page at whk.com, whkradio.com rather. Jan is in uh, Cleveland. Hi, Jan, you're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, hi. You know, the Democrats have to fabricate lies and change words around. And uh, to me, Biden lost all any respect I had for him when he based his entire campaign on the Charlottesville lie. And a whole bunch of people still believe that. And I I hope that uh, Trump's, uh, you know, when he, when he denigrated the... Uh, the white supremacists and the other people, and said that right. they're totally. That should be played over and over again. And with the, and Biden to stand there, he's he's belongs in the same swamp with uh, with Schiff, Schiff because uh, I don't understand how how he Schiff isn't in more trouble for for the way he carried on and act. He may get that there. Sounded he, yeah. like. He sounded like uh, that's what Trump was saying. There's yeah, that's people. what he was trying to do. He, he was reading that into the record as if it was what the transcript said in the hopes that people would hear it and believe it and then later on not hear his correction right. or hear his, by the They're way, just- that was a parody. This is what this is what newspapers do all the time too, Jan. They'll run misleading information, particularly if it's a headline, and then once they're called out on their lie, <clears throat> they think, oh, it's okay. We'll just issue a small little correction in a small corner on page F5 the next day and say, well, we corrected the record, so we're okay here. Now mm-hmm. we're in, in fine journalistic standing. But as we all know, that people will read uh, the headline and never see and, the and correction. And believe and so what to they want to believe truth. because they've always voted D. Get a life. Get a brain. And uh, you call them demon rats? No. They're demonic crats. Thanks for taking they my call. They are all of the above, Jan. Thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. But yeah, this is this truly is um, what they are all about. What Adam Schiff did yesterday in reading that phony uh, uh, statement uh, into the record, uh, I'll, I'll even I'll even compare it to the print industry, print newspaper, and print uh, journalism industry in a, in a better way. Sometimes they don't even present the misinformation and then correct it the next day. Sometimes they just know, they trust that most people either have no time, uh, you know, neither the time nor the inclination to read all of an article. So they will make incendiary, out of context comments and allegations at the beginning of an article, knowing that people are going to read the headline and then skim, and then may provide the context that clarifies or clears 
more more directly than clarifies, but clears you know the Republican or the president or whomever in question of whatever was said later in the article, knowing that nobody's going to turn to, you know, B6 to see the rest of the article. They're just going to read the dirt at the beginning and never see the correction or the clarification or the context or whatever the case might be later on. It's a standard practice of the mainstream media. And Adam Pencilneck Schiff just did that uh, as if he was one of the mainstream media on, on in, a, in a congressional committee. When he read the fake news there and then later said, oh, by the way, just a parody, most people aren't going to know that. Most people aren't coming back later to hear the parody. Now, as far as him getting in trouble, I asked Jim Jordan about that last hour, and uh, he said it may not be over. Uh, I said, you know, it's one thing for us to criticize it and condemn it and show what a desperate group that the Democrats are to read fake news to the committee rather than into the people watching, rather than reading the actual transcript that was provided by the President of the United States or by order of the President of the United States. You know, we condemn and criticize for that, but I want more than that. I want official congressional censorship, not censorship, censure, C-N-S-U-R-E, censorship of, um, of Adam Schiff for that. He read a pile of Schiff into the record. And that cannot be allowed. And there needs to be uh, something you know, to hold him accountable for that. As for the rest of these demon rat hypocrites who screamed in 1998 that we can't impeach Bill Clinton just because we don't like him. <laughs> Did you hear this yet? I played it in the first hour. It's probably worth hitting again. They are driven by hatred. They hate Bill and Hillary Clinton so much they will stop at nothing to bring him down. Because we are here as we are here today because the Republicans in the House are paralyzed with hatred of President Clinton. And until the Republicans free themselves of this hatred, our country will suffer. And one of the reasons we all feel so angry about what they are doing is that they are ripping from us. They are ripping asunder our votes. They are telling us that our votes don't count. There must never be a narrowly voted impeachment or an impeachment supported by one of our major political parties and opposed by the other. Bill Clinton. Are you are you hearing all of this, friends? I mean, the first was obviously Mad Max, who has been screaming about wanting Trump impeached <clears throat> since before his inauguration. I mean, literally. Well, how can you want how can you want to impeach somebody before they have even taken office? What could they have done wrong in the lead-up to taking office that would let have you screaming for impeachment? And yet, 20-plus years ago in 1998, she was, or almost 20 years ago, <clears throat> hold on, let me do my math, this is 2019. 21 years ago, in 1998, she was screaming that the Democrats or Republicans only wanted to impeach Bill Clinton because of hatred. Does any of the hypocrisy ever smack them in the face? Do they ever see it written all over themselves when they look in the mirror? Then there was Nancy Pelosi in that clip talking about how we can't do this. It's very dangerous for our republic if we only try to impeach based on our... Since the beginning, they they wake up every day saying, how can we impeach the president? He had to have done something wrong somewhere. Let's find it and get rid of him. And why? Why is it so important that we impeach the president? I don't know. Let's ask Democrat Representative Al Green. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. The very definition of political 
partisanship driving this impeachment inquiry. Politics is the act of running for and winning elected office. We can't win this particular elected office, the presidency. We can't win this political match because we don't have anybody good enough. So we have to impeach him. We have to remove the will of the people from the people. We have to disenfranchise them. Take the opportunity for them to vote for this man away from them. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. Back to 1998. Here's Bernie. Acted deplorably in his personal behavior. But what the American people are saying loudly and clearly is let's get on with the business. That's what the American people have been screaming here for the last three years, Bernie. Where you been? And one more time, Joe Biden, circa 1998. This is their president we are talking about. And we in Congress had better be very careful before we upset their decision and make darn sure that our decision to impeach him was based upon principle and not politics. I mean, let's just hit that again. Joe Biden. This is the people's president. They elected him. And before we upset their decision, before we overturn their decision by impeaching him, we better make sure that it's about uh, principle and not politics. Right, Al? I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. 10.50, 10.50, final segment coming up after this on AM 1420, The Answer. Today, the Republican majority is not judging the president with fairness, but impeaching him with a vengeance. In the investigation of the president, fundamental principles which Americans hold dear, privacy, fairness, checks and balances, have been seriously violated. And why? Because we are here as we are here today because the Republicans in the House are paralyzed with hatred of President Clinton. And until the Republicans free themselves of this hatred, our country will suffer. Can you believe you heard those words from Nancy Pelosi in 1998 and then watch and listen to her behavior now? The paralysis of their own hatred of Donald Trump has driven them since the moment. He descended on the golden escalator. In the summer of 2015, the moment he declared himself a candidate, they started their hatred of him, and the moment he started to actually win primaries, they knew he was a force to be reckoned with, and they had to find a way to stop him. And they had to find a way to have an insurance policy put in place in the unlikely event that he actually beat Hillary Clinton. And that's exactly what they did by way of the dirty dossier, employing the use of a foreign agent, a former British spy, to coordinate and collaborate with Russian sources to gather phony intelligence reports on Donald Trump, include them in a dossier to be presented to the FISA court, to be able to spy on the Trump campaign, to be able to get information to defeat him and destroy him with, either before the election or after by way of an impeachment proceeding. We're seeing their entire long game played out right before our very eyes. And it's happening 
because of the actions of hypocrites who accused the Republicans of doing this in 1998 when the Republicans merely acted on crimes that were actually committed and proven by a special prosecutor's investigation. Staggering, isn't it? Carolyn Kirkland, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Carol, go right ahead. Hello, Mr. Friend. Hello, Carol. Uh, whatever happened to the tea party? The tea the, party? Yes. Well, it still exists. It still exists, but um, it it has shrunken a lot in terms of its influence across the country. This was, of course, born in 2010, and since then there have been a whole lot of other, you know, grassroots grassroots conservative organizations that have kind of cropped up to take their place. I think they have shrunken in their influence. A we the people organization. Yeah, well, that's uh, the We We the People convention is uh, is uh, run by uh, my good friend Tom Zawistowski, uh who is also the chair of the Portage County Tea Party. So yes, that you know, again, there's organizations like that that are working kind of behind the scenes and working at the grassroots level to try to uh, generate support for the president to push back against these liberal policies and liberal lies and and quite frankly, their uh, their willing water carriers, their acolytes in the media that worship at their feet. Uh, thank you, Carol, Jim, and West. Park. You're on AM 1420. Yeah, Jim. Quick question. How do we know there's a whistleblower, or is this just something that the swamp put together to try and get the Lone Ranger? And and then this Durbin Murphy Leahy letters to the um, president of Ukraine. I'm I'm not understanding this all. And and you know this whistleblower act. That sounds like red flag laws laws on the. uh, Gun confiscation. So please explain it to us, will you please? Thank you. Well, that's not the same thing. Um, I do see why you might draw a little bit of a comparison there because, you know, people are being asked with red flag laws, which are unimaginably, I still can't understand how, but they're supported by the governor of the state of Ohio, Mike DeWine. But red flag, red flag laws do ask people to, quote-unquote, blow the whistle on somebody that's in their family or friend or anybody else that they know who might be a danger, and they'll go take their guns away from them. That's what the red flag law is. So I can see the comparison you're making, but no, the whistleblower laws uh, exist for a reason. Um, if there is corruption in government, particularly of non-elected officials, if there is corruption... Um, and somebody working underneath somebody or somebody working coordination as a colleague, collaborator, or whatever, somebody knows that there is illegal activity going on here, particularly that is, that is dangerous to the United States, um, they have to be able to report on that without repercussions and without fearing for their jobs or fearing for something worse uh, to happen to them. So the, the, you, the whistleblower laws or whistleblower program, the idea is not a bad one. We do need to be able to... Um, you know, to find out what people are up to if they, if they're at highest levels of government, if they're doing something that's illegal. But they cannot do it to put American national security at risk. For example, Edwin Snowden is hailed as a whistleblower hero when he coordinated with Julian Assange to expose all kinds of top secret classified information. You cannot do that. That's not whistleblowing. That's espionage. That's treason. And that's why President Trump talked about treason for people, or uh, punishments for treason for people who do those sorts of things. So, but, but the more important thing to the issue at hand here, as I talked about with Congressman Jordan, uh, no, the president has certain executive privileges that he is entitled to that are exempt from whistleblowers. And so this CIA whistleblower, whoever it is, is clearly a part of the same FBI deep state 
that Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and McCabe and the rest of them go to, and we're going to do everything they could to try to take down President Donald Trump. And that's not a whistleblower. That is part of the resistance. And that is all the time that we've got. Mike Gallagher's next. We'll see you Monday. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.